Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. Critically harsh reviews with a touch of class. Go. Welcome to the Board Game Snops Podcast. This is the podcast about board games. Please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Amazon, LinkedIn, YouTube, and every other type of media that we might or maybe don't have. Do we have a YouTube? We do. We post the videos. We do have a YouTube, YouTube. But it's not really. We don't really do videos. Uh, we need a camera and some microphones. And well, we then we'll be on YouTube. I don't think we want to be on YouTube. You don't? No. Well, because I have a face for radio? No, it's just that you, you have to before. be able to not only do the audio portion of it, but also the visual. And we're just not good visually. How dare you? We, we're more you mean of, to look at? No, we have very good voices. We don't have very good uh, oh, yeah. presentations. This I'll, is, I'll wear a mask. This is probably the best podcast about board games that's not really about board games. Uh, this is Jerry and Gobby here. Hey, what's and up? Gobby's there. Here I am. And this episode, we're going to talk about Western Legends. Yeah. Yeah. Bart Starr. No, wait. That's a quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Who's <laughs> Bart Starr? <laughs> you said that. You just said that. Uh, what are you talking about? Who's Bart? There's a Bart somebody. Bart? Bad Bart? Bart? He was, there's a Bart cowboy. I, you're, oh. he's, like, he's like back there with, uh, who's the guy that was with Doc Holliday in Tombstone? It's not water. You talking about Black? There Bart? was a guy with his name was Bart. There's a famous Westerner called Bart. Black Bart, or Charles Bowles, was a Californian stagecoach, stagecoach robber, outlaw, bandit in America. Well, maybe that's it. in America. Quick question: You know what Billy the Kid's real name was? I watched the show. I can't remember. I watched Young Guns. William. Something. Is, that what, is this a joke? No. Is this a joke? No, I'm, it's not a joke. William H. Bonnie. Okay, yeah. My Bonnie lies over the ocean. My Bonnie lies over the sea. Is that song based on him? I don't think so. Then why did you lead up to that? You just I made me think just, that, I'm just, just, just shooting from the hip. <laughs> uh, it's like the uh, that children's song, uh, Ring Around the Road. Or, uh, Ring around the road. That's about the black, the black p- yeah, plague. About terrible people things. dying. Uh, William H. Bonney. Uh, this is this is going to be getting into the Western legends later on. Do it. Okay, Billy the Kid. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> first of all, have you seen his picture? He's rough looking. He's not an attractive man. No. But he died apparently at the age of twenty-one. Yeah, hence the kid. Therefore, the kid. Yeah. And like, I watched this movie called The Outlaw by. Who's the guy that Leonardo DiCaprio played in The Aviator? Oh, Hal? Howard Hughes. Yeah. Uh, out The Outlaw with Howard Hughes directing, Jane Russell starring, Jane Russell. Highly yeah, that was the one that was such a big deal because of yeah, that. Yeah, because yeah. of her. Apparently, I like look this up. Apparently, like, my mom and dad had this VHS, and I watched it all the time. I was a young boy. Apparently, I was fascinated with Jane Russell. You I don't kid. know. <laughs> I was a young man. Gotta be the kid. And uh, But they were said it was uh, scandalous back in the day because of his uh, excessive cleavage shots of Jane Russell. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Uh, like Nowadays, it's like nobody cares. Nowadays, they do everything. It's on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, big deal. 
But Howard Hughes, a weird dude. But Billy the Kid, <laughs> even a weirder dude. What? Your dad just, where's Gobby? He's always in his room watching westerns. <laughs> <laughs> he won't come out. We're always, son, you must come out. But they make Billy the Kid, I mean, uh, What's the young the young guns? Yeah, they make Billy the Kid look super cool. He's he not, is not he's a not cool looking dude. Cool. <laughs> Henry McCar- He was born Henry McCarty. Changed his name to William H. Bonney. Interesting. Mm. People change their names. So, who is your favorite outlaw? I'm talking about outlaw, not not you know. Oh, the bad guys. The bad guys. I guess we really shouldn't have a favorite outlaw. Well, no. Um, or who are you? Mo- I was. Who are you most fascinated with? Living in the times now, it's hard to envision the times these people lived in where, I mean, it was a Wild West. It's kind of romanticized, obviously. I would be in a posse. I don't know what good I would be, but that, 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 do you realize how You'd be in the back going, hang him! <laughs> Shut up, Jerry! You know, you know how exciting it would be to be in a town and then, like, some form of law enforcement show up and say, we need backup, who will go? I don't care how afraid I am, I'm just, my instinct would be, yeah, let's go! Yeah, let's let, do it. let me go get my vest! My pocket watch. Yeah, you know, you got to look. And I'll go get my horse. And the wife's like, where are you going? Like, I'm going to go. They need me. And then I'm that guy that's dressed a little too nice to be in the posse. (laughs) It's like like the accountant of the posse. Like I'm doing. Okay, how many guys are here? I'm the the ledger keeper. uh, Of the guy that, does does everybody got their bullets? I brought some I brought some trail mix. You brought some socks. It's going to be cold out there. Uh, I got to be back by seven. The he wife was wants a, me. He was five foot seven, 135 pounds. Little fella. Um, I think of all like those older, like Western timey guys. Oh, Billy the Kid died young, so I wouldn't be in, I mean, that's be tough. Uh Jesse James got shot in the back by the coward ha- Ford. Hen- something Ford. Yeah. yeah. Um how many other outlaws are there? I don't know. Then? I don't, I'm not good on the outlaws. Um, or is Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid are they real? I don't think so. You don't think they're I real? I don't think so. I thought they were real. I I don't. I really don't think they are. Um, I, I swear there's a guy. Maybe it's okay. Anyway, but anyway, it is kind. Of, it's very romanticized for us nowadays by the movies and books and everything. Things back then were obviously pretty terrible. Medicine was terrible. The times were rough. Uh, you could just walk in and shoot somebody, and nobody know who did it. There was no DNA evidence. Rough times. Of course, nowadays aren't much better. But as far as uh, as far as technical advancements, technological advancements, I like a bathroom. I like a toilet that flushes. Toilet paper, I'm a big fan of. <laughs> Therapeutic paper is wet wipes. <laughs> I like wet wipes. Um, that is not where I meant to go with this conversation. I don't know where you're going with this, but I, I don't know. I don't have a favorite outlaw. I do have a favorite historical not Western. A favorite outlaw, but like I said, somebody you're fascinated with. I have a favorite historical figure, uh, Bass Reeves. You've, never heard of him. You've never heard of him. It's a shame because I don't know if there's any ever been a movie or anything made of him. He was a U.S. Marshal. And the reason I know about him is because he was actually worked in and around the Oklahoma Territory. Matter of fact, uh, he was the first uh, Deputy U.S. Marshal, the first black Deputy U.S. Marshal. Really? Yes. Uh, he, and I'm looking up Has his Has he movie. been in any movies? No. He desperately needs. They desperately need to make a movie of him. Yes. Are you sure? 
If he hasn't, I've never heard of him. He he, he actually died. Butch Cassidy is real, by the way. He died in Muskogee, Oklahoma, which was huh. not far from where I grew up. He arrested more than 3,000 felons, shot dead 14 people in self-defense. Wow. And so he, uh, I mean, he, his, his, uh, his, yeah, his life story is, is pretty interesting. But, um, anyways, he was a, uh, interesting man at the time. And there's, there's a lot of books about him, but there isn't any movies, I believe. But needless to say, famous in the Oklahoma area, Bass huh. Reeves and federal marshals think big of him. Interesting. My favorite Western man. You just can't beat. Uh, well, we've discussed this. We've discussed but I say this, have again. we? Go ahead. Silverado. Okay. Hands down. Bar none. Silverado. Without a doubt. For me. Second, the old Magnificent Seven. I like the old. Joel Brenner, Steve McQueen, Charles Bronson. You gotta be kidding me. Why you don't get no better than the man from Uncle. On, why am I blanking on Van? Uh, uh, There's a spaghetti Western. It was the Trinity series. You ever seen the Trinity series? It sounds it just sounds so familiar. It's I, when I was a kid, I loved these movies. They were dubbed. I didn't even realize they were dubbed, but there was the the the, the quote unquote spaghetti western. Uh, that's probably not a phrase you're supposed to say, but there were Italian westerns, you know. But it was like Terrence Hill is Trinity. I can't remember his name, but I love those movies. He was like almost like a bum. Like he was always like a bum type character, but he was quick as a cat on that gun. And he could draw. All oh, those were good movies. Tombstone. Yeah, that's what you said last time. I keep forgetting Tombstone. I never can remember the name of the film. Tombstone and uh, Lonesome Dove. Love. That's right. We had this discussion. And you've never. Dove. I've still not yet seen. You haven't brought me the Dove. videos. I'll bring it to you. I'm bringing it to you. They call them videos. They call them DVDs, DVDs. not VHS. You have the DVD. I have the DVD. Um, let's see. Besides those two, my dad, like I was raised on Westerns. My dad watched all the John Waynes, Real Bravo, El Dorado, the same movie, two different characters. Do you like any of the Clint Eastwood movies? Oh, yeah. Eli Wallach played, uh, the bad guy in, uh, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. If you're going to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. He was also the bad guy in Magnificent Seven. I know. He, did. he had that skit down. Uh, Outlaw Josie Wales, you like that one? Mm-hmm. Unforgiven. That was an interesting one. I watched it just simply because it had Gene Hackman in it, and Gene Hackman in a western is generally a good thing. There's just not that many of them. But yeah, good westerns are hard to find these days. Number one, according to Business Insider, why they're ranking westerns, I don't know. Business Insider. Once they're... upon a time in the West. Sergio Leone's masterpiece. Oh, yes. The man with the harmonica. That had uh, Bronson in it, didn't it? Yes, Charles Bronson. Yes. Henry Fonda is the villain. That's a good one. That is that a I haven't seen good that one. one. Sergio, I, I'm sure I've seen it, but I haven't seen it in a while. He does this thing. Watch the first 10 minutes of it, the opening. Okay. He does this thing where everything's silent, and you just he focuses on the ambient noises. Oh, that's cool. And... It's just these guys showing up at this train station waiting for this individual to show. And it's just a very... Sergio does this thing with his movies where it's like he directs your attention to, towards something else rather than the characters. And it just makes a... And he does a lot with the sound and the music and the soundtrack. He, he He's more about the flair than the actual story. The story's not that great. It's just the... <laughs> it's just the... The presentation of it. 
Yeah. Which is what I was going to get at here. Hard merge into Western Legends, the board game. There you go. Western Legends came out, I think that was last year, year before that. I don't know. Either way, it was sort of kind of a big deal, but then there were people who gave it some bad reviews. Like there were ones that acted like it wasn't that great. And I don't know. That's one reason it took us a while to play it. Well, of course. Well, I played it. Myself, Bubba, and Enrique you played at, it at, BGG at BGG Spring. One of the best games we played there. We had so much fun playing this game with three random people that we had never met before, taught us the game, sat down, had an excellent time. So, of course, right after that, we purchased it, got on the shelf. We've been dying to play it with Gobby. And so here recently, myself, Gobby, and Enrique played it. If you're not familiar with Western Legends, it is what they refer to as a sandbox game. Basically, what you want to do, you can do it in the realms of a Western. So you can play poker. You can go party at the at the cabaret. You can go wrangle cattle. You can go steal cattle. You can rob the bank. You can fight bandits. You can duel people. You can go to the general store and buy better guns and horses and various other items. It's it, whatever you think that you, you can, can do. You can either uh, lead a real cattle drive or just steal them. Right. You can be a good guy or a bad guy or a neutral person in this game. You can just be a straightforward man of the people or you can gain points by being an outlaw or by being a, uh, a marshal. So in this game, really what drives this, the narrative of it, is the players interacting with each other. So the first game we played, you start off, you pick your characters, you get your stuff. I was determined that I was going to be a bad guy because my I just was not interested in playing, leading this, this lawful life. Bubba, of course, had the badge already, and he was gaining points, and his job was to go around and start arresting outlaws. Everybody had the same idea to be outlaws. Nobody was being the actual law. And so just out of just sheer circumstance, I get busted by Gobby. I lose my outlaw level, which is just this little track that you're on. You can keep doing criminal activities. Are you talking about the first game you played? Yeah. I wasn't there. No, you weren't there. Bubba arrested me. Okay. (laughs) And so I lost my level, and then I decided I'm going to go good. I'm going to be a marshal. So I started going out and arresting people and running around and yelling in my greatest Judge Dredd voice that I am the law. Right. And just arresting people and it was a lot of fun and of course i didn't end up didn't win i came in second came very 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 close uh uh to winning but the player that won never was on the wanted track was never a lawman he played just completely neutral he never did anything good in terms Weird. of arresting people he never did anything bad in breaking the law he just mind gold did the average things and still won the game. It was very close. We had one player that was an outlaw that was close to winning and myself as a lawman that was close to winning. And so that right there intrigued me that you could truly do what you wanted to do in the game and still win. It was truly a sandbox game. So who, the character that won, he was neutral? Yeah. He just mined gold, did cattle, dueled every once in a while, won some poker games. That was it. Yeah. And so playing it with Gobby, I wanted to see how it played at a lower player count. You know, we played it with six originally. You played it with, with six, three. so that's a full count. We wanted to play it with just three, see what it was like, the length of it, and just the feel of it. What did you think? Uh, I loved it. It was very fun. Like, and it, okay, this is the same day 
And again, we're going to get into Zaya later. <laughs> we tried Zaya. Had a tough time with it. Played Outer Rim. We thought it was okay in the beginning, but then after the game dragged on, we didn't like it. Then we're like playing Western Legends, and you're just literally moving around, gambling, shooting, digging up gold, taking it to the bank. Very quick, very smooth, very simple, but yet fun. And I was I was going to go law the whole time. I was my plan was and this was something. My plan was I was going to make a lot of money playing poker, digging up gold, take it to the bank, then go to the cabaret, you know, do whatever you do there to make points. And I was I gained all my points mostly that way. But then Jerry decides he's going to start robbing me every time <laughs> I make money. And literally every time I made money, Jerry's like, hey, hey, how about give me that money? Hey, stick him up. And it was very irritating. <laughs> very irritating. Therefore, Jerry was after me the whole time. Enrique runs around, wins the game. I come in second. But I still liked it. Yeah. With more players, I could see how it probably balance out it a little more. Like, it does. You were either going to focus on me or Enrique. This you're, game, you focused on me. You really, I, I, after playing it several times, I think you need to play it with at least four or five people. Because it kind of, so. it's, it's, it's a party game. Because, I mean, you can go dig for gold, take that gold to the bank, make money. You can take that money, go to the cabaret, and you get a, a victory point for every $30 or something you spend. You can go take cattle, take cattle down to the railroad, get points for that. Or you can hustle cattle, get points for that. Hustle, Russell. Russell cattle. <laughs> you, can't, you, can't, you can't hustle cattle. You Russell. You can, uh, uh, yeah, there's a lot of different stuff you can do. It's very fun. And you can, you can uh, if you buy a horse, you can travel quicker, faster. Uh, there's lots, of, there's just so many different things you can do. It's not an in-depth game. There are no. there is strategy it to it. It was quick to teach. But oh yeah, we were playing it within five minutes. Yeah. If if people gang up on you, which can happen in the game, I mean, yes, that could affect your uh, ability to do things. Jerry was after me. That enabled Rike to win the game. But uh, that's why I say with a higher player count, I think it might be a little bit better. But I love this game. And as far we played this in the same day, like I said, as Outer Rim and Zaya, and this was the most fun I had that day. Right. And I think that the I and again I'll do my normal letting people know there's a caveat here. I don't like sandbox games. I don't like games where there's not a clear objective, you know, what this is what you need to be doing to win. And I don't know what to tell people to do to win in Western Legends, other than there's all these various activities, get after it. So not liking a sandbox game, that that type of game, and then liking Western Legends so much was kind of a shocker to me. Well, to me, Western Legends, even though it's quote-unquote sandbox, there's literally only like six things you can do. Right. but there's So there's, within that, you can do whatever, but it's still somewhat restricted. Right. It, it, it doesn't let you go too wild, and it keeps it... It keeps it contained enough that, yes, you can do what you want to do, but you're not going to get lost going down this rabbit hole of just running cattle everywhere thinking that's going to get you get you the win. I, I think that it is probably, when I think of six-player games or games that can be played six-player, can you think of any board game that you would rather play with six people? 
I mean, of course, TI TI four is a is is a good one to play with a lot of people. But I'm saying just a regular big box board game that plays six people plays them relatively it's, fast. It's, it's probably the best because, like, even at six players, it may not be your turn, but they may come attack you on their turn. So you might be involved. Yeah. As far as six player. Uh, Fitty culture to me is good at every count. Six player might be a little long. Uh, what's the other one? Is that uh, Empire of Ages? Age of Empires. I think it plays six. It plays. Yeah, I think it plays six. But yeah, it I mean, plays them very well. It's probably a little bit slower. But as far as a game that's more silly, I mean, because Western Legends is just a you just have fun. It's not a game you're like really thinking super hard about. You're just in it to have fun. You're in it to have fun. And we like to have fun here. We do like to have they fun. Like Deception, have fun. Murder in Hong Kong plays a bunch of people, but it's a completely different style of game. If you're going to go by player count for a actual board game that... You're just not going to find one. A little one. bit of strategy. You're just not going to find it's, one that's It's tough. That. Six-player games are tough. Uh, the, the genius thing that Western Legends does that I really liked, they give you a deck of cards, and they're actual playing cards. 52 cards with this Western-style look to them. And those are the cards that you use in combat. Those are your action cards. Those are everything. Mm-hmm. So you have a hand of cards. And so, interestingly, if you're in combat with another player, you each lay down a card and you flip that card, and you're just playing war. It's just, you know, two to two to ace. Whichever one's higher wins it. But on these cards, sometimes they'll have an action that you can do or a reaction. So in combat, yeah, you might lose the combat, but you played this card, so it, it kind of has that sort of... I don't want to call it cosmic encounter feel to it, yeah. but it's very toned down to where the cards kind of counter each other. Then when you play poker, you flip out three cards from the deck, and everybody who's in the poker game plays two cards, makes the best five-card hand that they can, and that's the person that wins it. That deck of cards being utilized multi-purposely throughout the game is very nice. It's a very, very interesting uh, way of just dealing with all the little... The little um, all little decisions that you have to make, especially when you fight an NPC because there's other bandits running around. It's very simple. The combat is just the player next to you uses the NPC deck, which is just another small deck of cards. They get a few cards, they pick the best one, and they play it. That's it. I mean, everything is super streamlined to not bog down the experience. And I'm going to have to look and see when this game was made because I think it was a... To me, this is one of the better games that's come out in the past few years. I had it right here. I didn't know you was that worried about it. But uh, anyways, I mean, I was just shocked by how much I liked this game. And I can't think of another Western. There are several Western games when looking back that have a Western theme. Like Gold West is technically kind of a Western theme. West is Western theme, but I mean, it's not a Western. Do you remember the the game with dice? Bang the dice game. Bang the dice game. I hated that game. Really? Hated it. I played a good game with that. that. I didn't like it. I played a game with uh, one, two, three, four, five. There was six. There were six of us. I had a real good game of Bang the Dice game. Uh, It was people that were really into it. One in particular, he was really into it. Made it lots of fun. Then I played games that were terrible. Uh, it depends on the people you're with. I mean, because Bang the Dice game is basically, can be like, I mean, it's a social deduction game, so it can be resistance or deception or whatever, but with cowboys and uh, outlaws. Western Legends is a 2018 game. That's fine. So I'm it's thinking. relatively new. Yeah. And it's very fun. Uh, I, I watched some reviews, like you said, that had me like, yeah, I don't, I, it doesn't look like it's going to be good. 
But then you played it and you're like crowing about it. Then you brought it here. I really do enjoy it. It's fun. It's a fun game. Uh, you break out a ball of scotch and you get six people who are laid back and are board yeah. gamers. This is the most fun you're going to have all night. I mean, this this game right here to me. Set up some uh, Henry. Uh, who's the guy that does all the music Inyo. for? Inyo. Not Inya. Inyo uh, Maricone. In your face? What's his name? I can't think of his name. Maricone? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's just a great game. I'm I'm pretty well. Uh, uh, Soul Train was saying in comparison to Zaya, and I know they're two different things, but he was both saying that he was saying that they're both sandbox games. Zaya is much more complex from what I've played oh, of it God. so far. Good lord, yes. Yeah, I wouldn't want. We're to... playing Western Legends in five minutes. Zaya. Oh uh, well, it's <laughs> a while. But, but you, but you see, but there's a certain level. It was like brutal to move. There's certain level of depth to Zaya, though. Yeah, and so obviously that's what that's what if you're looking for something that's not going to break your brain and it's something that's accessible to others. I can't recommend Western Legends enough. I love I mean, Western Legends. Yes, it's 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 Is it a top 10 game? Mm, it might be. No, not for me. It might be. It, I could see I if if I've seen it on a lot of people's top 10 on BGG, them people who just really get into it. Uh I will say this is the only sandbox game I like. There are games I have lots of fun with, but as far as a game I thoroughly enjoy, I mean, those are, you would think that's synonymous, but it's not necessarily. I mean, some are just dumb fun. What I episode mean, is I this? I enjoy, huh? What episode is this? Episode 64? Like 64. I'm saying it out loud so I remember because here's 64. what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. Here we go. I'm going to wait till about this time next year, okay. right before we do our top 10. Okay. I'm going to drag people together, Dick, and we're going to play Western Legends, and I guarantee you when you do your top 10 list, it will be on your top 10. It's number one. It's like, oh, this is my, <laughs> this is my number seven. It's Western Legends, and I guarantee it'll be on your list, and then I'm going to say, hey, why don't you go back and listen to episode 63, now, 64. Fun, but I'm like, okay, so we've played some fun games. Like, for me, X-Wing is fun. It's fun. It's fun, but it's got a lot fun. more fun. It's got a lot more pizzazz i don't know it's a little more to it it's i just a, said pizzazz it's i mean that could work but the dice rolls that you can mitigate and this and that western legend you're gambling you're going to the the cabaret uh, the cabaret they have those in las vegas don't they oh, yeah. they're illegal huh they're legal they're legal there legal not legal illegal no they are lawful they're not a sick bird and ill eagle they're legal legal Yes. Thank you for that. You ever watch Legal Eagles? I have not. It's an old Robert Redford show. Is uh, the from the eighties? The aviary attorney is that, is that, is that, the, is <laughs> no. that the sequel to it? Yeah, I mean Las Vegas is a weird place for that to be legal. I've I mean it's it. the oldest institution of profession, the oldest profession, I guess. Right. All right. What are we talking about? What? Let's <laughs> just jump right there. Eagles lawyers. <laughs> are we talking about lawyers? <laughs> Same thing. Same thing. Oh, oh take that, Captain oh, America. Snap. I haven't heard from oh yeah, yeah handsome. Uh, whatever you text him every day apparently. Oh whatever. Um, okay, let's talk that. about a game that was absolutely one of the worst games of all time. Are we going to talk about that right now? Right now. No, I don't know if I want to talk about that right. We're now. We're going to talk about it right now. All right, go ahead. Porta Nigra. I bought a game for eight dollars. For eight dollars on sale. This was the uh, here's, here's what you want to do. Cool stuff, Hank. Okay, so yeah, there's often these sales that they sneak in. 
And it's basically these overstock board games that nobody else is buying right now. So they'll mark them down so they can just make room for them. And Gabi is a sucker for that. He would buy anything that's eight, cheap enough. That's cheap enough. He'll buy it. it and then force me to play it. So Porta Nigra by it, Stronghold it Games. It has reviews. Kramer by and Keesling are the designers. Gabi buys this. Like, oh, it was eight bucks. Why don't you next time just take eight bucks and just flush it? Yeah, might as well. It, have. Might as well. This game was <laughs> okay. Interesting because I can't quite quantify exactly why it's so terrible. This is the first game. We have played some bad games in our time. Oh yeah. This is the first game I have ever played where literally Literally. After my first turn, I played a card. I bought some bricks. I placed some bricks. I was like, this is terrible. It's terrible. And I was thinking to myself, this is terrible. This is atrocious. I have no desire to continue this. Any- after my first turn, Jerry plays. He doesn't say nothing. I think I play again, and then you play again, and finally you're like, "What are we doing?" And I was like, "We're buying bricks and we're building bricks." <laughs> you buy bricks to build buildings across this map that they have created. It is one of the worst games. No, no, no. I take that back. It is the worst game I have played thus far in my life. What? That's I hard. Have, I have never That's played harsh. a game so. That's uh, I, super harsh. I, I have not played a game wow. up until now that we're we have quit games mid game. Yeah, but not on the first turn. Well, okay. Well, here's the deal. It's I, like the, okay, and it's in this designer series number one. It's like they said, "Hey, design us a game." Well, let's say I'm kind of busy right now, but let's say I'll make a game where you buy stuff, you buy bricks. Then you use those bricks to build stuff. And you do that around the map and all these various quadrants and majority wins and points, 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 salad. Rondale. 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 It was the most irritating. On my first turn, I was irritated. Didn't want to. Fi- I, 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 I yeah. hate this game. Okay. You good? <laughs> sorry, sorry. You good? Sorry. Okay. Okay. I will say I'd never seen Gabi who bought this game. It's just eight bucks. Proceeds to teach me this game, set it up, put everything out. I had watched previously. I watched it played on it. And I had read up a little bit about the game anyways because I knew he'd purchased it and I kind of want to be up on what to do. Even after watching a video and Gobby's explanation of it, I looked out upon this board and I just wasn't feeling it. It is very abstract. You have a deck. You have a, car, a deck of... Uh, hand of cards of eight cards you draw two you play one and you do the actions on the cards uh, and you're trying to build these little structures in one of the four quadrants of the city utilizing these various color bricks and it is so abstract like I don't there's no theme there's absolutely no theme they put no effort whatsoever into making the game making the scoring even remotely reasonable or understandable. I mean, yes, I understood it. I put this many houses here, I get that many points, and if I have the most, I get that. That is, we are way past that. If this game had come out in the 90s, 
early 2000s. Okay, I understand it. But for a game like this to be put out now, this themeless with this and the in, the instruction booklet was horrific. Mm-hmm. I, I I can't believe that. It's obvious that the designers know how to design a functional machine. Yeah, it's like it's like designing cars. Like like they every year new designs of vehicles come out. They're basically the same thing. It, people buy cars based on the features, their quality, what they look like. That's where we're at now. Because for the most part, a car has the same functional parts, the same engine, the same various things that take place that makes the car move. It's very obvious that the engine in this game is functional. It does what it's supposed to do. I mean, it's like a lot of other ones. You buy stuff, you build stuff. Right. But we're, we're past that now. Like every board game put out by a major designer has a pretty decent engine to it. It will pretty well work well. It's not broken. You can almost guarantee that. We're at the day and age now where we need some innovation. We need things that are added on. We need a theme. We need something flashy that immerses the player into that theme, and thus it actually feels like you're doing the tasks that you're playing. What are you doing in Port Niagara? Trying to build something? Buying I don't know. Different colored bricks and then stacking them. It was, it, yeah, ho- terrible, 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 terrible game. Uh, thematic brick making. Thematic brick, which would not necessarily. Now, this is what's. I want to make a game called Masonry. Masonry, and it's going to be awesome. And your lead character, and it's going to be Perry Mason. And he is in the Masonic Lodge, right? And he just makes bricks, and he solves maps on the Declaration of Independence yeah, and builds the buildings. And that's going to be made here soon. It's going to be the Great Designer <laughs> Series number five. By Kramer and Griesling. I, why is it that? They threw, they threw in set collection. Yeah, for no reason. You build here. Oh, if you built this color, you can get this card. Now, explain, explain to me why there are so many respected Euro designers that come out with games that are themeless and bland. That people... Why, why are we still turning these out? I don't know, like... You know, sometimes when authors sign up with certain companies, they're expected to produce books. I don't know if some of these designers sign on with companies, they're expected to design a certain amount of games. And so under that pressure, they're like, ah, blah, Pornagra. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what it would be. I get, yeah, I have to agree with I you. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, that could be, I'm sure that's completely wrong. Uh, well, but that's what this feels like. This feels because this is a great in the great designer series. Number one, this guy's number one, and this is the game they produce. Are you kidding me? This game was atrocious, absolutely atrocious. No wonder it's eight dollars on cool stuff. Well, that's because people aren't buying it. So, this makes me think of things where people get attention because of who designed the game. So, for instance, here it is. The Spiel des Jahres winners were announced here the other day. Oh, yeah. Just one. Just one. Which one? Won the game. Oh. It won. San won? Just one. Just one. That one. Which one? It won. That one? The one that you own. Just one. So, just one. Lots of them. Well, just one (laughs) is a game, a party game. I can't Who's on first? (laughs) 
You know what was so sad is that I understood that conversation with you. Like it never, it wasn't frustrating. It was just simply, this is it. This is my life now. That's it. This game. You've your saddle to me. Is a nice game. Love it. It's actually, it's, it's. It's a social party game. It's a twist on kind of like the code names version. It's. Enjoy it. This is the word. Everybody write down a word similar to it to get this one person to guess this word. Right. That's it. Simple. Super simple. I've played it with people who don't play board games. People love it. It's just an, it's a nice little game. It is literally the simplest of games. Okay. Uh, love it. other game. Get into it. That was in in competition with it. Ugh, Llama. Llama. <laughs> which we talked about on a previous podcast. You will not convince me that Llama was not in the running simply because it was designed by Reiner Knizia. Was it really? Yes. I didn't know that. Reiner Knizia. And so because of the designer, this game gets attention. That game was not... I, Dice Tower did not like it and said it was basically Uno. It's simple. It's very, 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 very simple. And I don't understand why you have to feign, you have to throw something out there just because of the designer. Now, the Ketterspiel, the one that's like the Gamers Game of the Year award. Wingspan. Wingspan won, which we knew that was coming a mile away. Wingspan is a decent game. It's not Well, this is the thing. This is the thing. It's not great. This is the thing. Tell me the thing. Wingspan has elements. We didn't like the game as a whole. No. I don't know how I said that. Sound like we said we didn't like. We could appreciate aspects of the game. Right. Mechanisms of the game. Right. The beauty of the game. Right. The art. Whatever. Go on and on and on. Just as a whole, it kind of just come off. It's okay. This game, this game, you know what I like? Nothing. (laughs) There's no mechanism of the game that's not derivative of something else. You place this brick here, you get points. Why? Why do I get points for the same? There's a, literally a spot for one brick, several spots for singular bricks. You gain points. But in game, oh, whoever has the most bricks, and then you take those all and double them times two, and you, oh my goodness, this game. So Wingspan, I believe, was in competition, competition, competition. with Carpe Diem. Ah, okay. You remember Carpe Diem, yes, right? I by uh, Stefan Feld. Yes, I do. The game that was Carcassonne. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. You will not convince me that Deluxe that, that game was not thrown into the Spiel des Jahres because of Stefan. Stefan. I uh, don't like. Carpe Diem is not even the same league as Wingspan. Well, no. They're, they're completely different monsters. But what would you rather play? Wingspan. Obviously. And so, in my. In, well, what was the third one? I don't even... Nobody knows. <laughs> do, like, do you want me to look it up? You have do a Stonemeyer game, a Steffenfeld game, and the other one, was anybody attached to it that we know? I don't, I'll look it up here in a okay. second. But I just... It's very obvious to me that a lot of the spiel is just the designer, who the designer is or what's going on. It's not really based on the quality of the game. Like, I, I'll give it to you, Wingspan being a good game, and it deserving the attention that it got. It's not a great game. It's not something that I'm just going to rave about. I think it's a good family game. Yeah. I think that when my kids get over older, I'm probably going to buy a Wingspan. I'm probably going to play it and probably going to enjoy it. Nothing wrong with that. Same thing with Just One. It's We own it. It's oh, yeah. a good party game. Enjoy I it. like breaking it out. It's not my favorite, but hey, it's no. better than Llama. Oh, my God. I when, never when, Llama. don't want to play Llama. When games... I'd rather play The Mind. When when 
awards are awarding people simply based on who they are, who the designer is. We've lost our way. We've lost our way. We have lost our Let's way. Let's just give the Oscar to uh, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis and they uh, should. Martin Scorsese every year. All the time. They probably should. Every year. Because that's quality there. <laughs> it's, but it's, it's true. It's, it's, or Christopher Nolan. It's interesting when who we... Who do you think is going to win the Oscar this year? Who's, a, who's a nominated? Nobody's nominated yet. we got a long way to go. Now Leonardo will get another one. Oh, yeah. For Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He'll get something. Quentin Tarantino. He'll, he'll come out with a movie. He'll get so something. It's, it's he'll all going to get nominated. Leonardo will get something. Uh, I don't know. I've heard great things about... What about, about Lion King? About did you watch Lion King? I did. The Rock is going to get it in that Crockett and Tubbs. What's that show called? Hobbs <laughs> and Chubbs. Hobbs and Chubbs. That's what I said. Hobbs and Chubbs. I, mean, I used to did watch... Did you watch Lion I, King? Yes, I watched Lion King. You were the there. You were with me. I'm saying it for the listeners. Oh, I wondered why you were saying I'm just that. bringing it We about. didn't sit next to each other. No. You were several aisles down. Yes. I was up there with my family. So what did you think? Uh, I found out the director is that Favreau guy that I like. Yes, John. I was. He made lots of money and did apparently did a real good job making this film. It's been very successful. Uh, being a huge fan of the Broadway of Lion King, which is one of the best, my favorite Broadway shows. This movie disappointed me greatly. It's not just you. Well, it's the, across it was, the board. The critics are like, this movie is, just doesn't compare. They ruined like all the songs. Yes. Like my favorite songs they ruined. The opening was very lackluster. The opening yes. song was very lackluster. Yes. I, I rewatched the cartoon. Oh, it's beautiful. Just the other day. It's beautiful. The opening, I was in tears. Well, I actually did get in tears on the Broadway when they did the opening. I was, oh, yes. I was at the Sherbet Theater oh. in New York, and they brought in the... I didn't did know they what bring they you Sherbet? I had never... Orange Sherbet? I had never been to Broadway. And then they throw on this huge production. These guys on stilts with these... Oh, look yeah. like giraffes, and they were like 50 feet tall and everybody the was leopard, dressed up like leopards oh man I, that was it I, I didn't say it on Broadway but I saw it in uh, Fair Park I was, ready. I was I was done I was done and my favorite song is Be Prepared oh like, they shortchanged that they movie. shortchanged in the movie and I was done you didn't like when it when we left the theater I said the guy who played the bird uh, the British guy John Oliver John Oliver when he carries the show you know you're in trouble yes this is my thing in that movie and everybody's saying this. I'm not original here. There was no emotion in those animals. Don't plagiarize. I don't want to plagiarize. There was no emotion. Like their I'm eyes. Staunchly against plagiarism. Their eyes show. Huh? No. Go ahead. Their eyes show nothing. They don't. I watched the cartoon for literally maybe 60 seconds. With Matthew Broderick? 60 seconds. Yeah. I've seen the cartoon a thousand times. So I just sad. started rewatching it just like compare. Just to like, is my view of this new Lion King correct? And the first opening scene when they're like they're all going up to Pride Rock yeah. and the animals are flocking and uh the the monkey, Rafiki, Rafiki. he's coming up. Uh uh Mufasa looks at him and he looks at him with his eyes and he's like, Oh yes. And he's like giving this like, I approve, but yet I'm content and satisfied. And that's all in his <laughs> eyes. And the new one, dead. Yes, nothing. Yes, dead eyes. Do us do when the show comes. Oh. When the when this live action one comes. The new up. Lion King is the Porta Nigra of remakes. Look at the scene where the, I felt nothing. The wildebeest are coming over the hill, about to run into the canyon, about to run over right. Simba. Look in the cartoon, his eyes and it. I mean, it's like right. it, that scene where he, he's, his dad is dead. He's scared. You feel sad. something watching a cartoon that yes. was not in the live action. No. And that's what got me. 
But yeah, everybody loved it because it was the Lion King. It's it. Was, I was gonna make a billion dollars, but I tell you what, it was better. Just than, because it was better Lion than Dumbo. King. I have not seen Dumbo, but I'll take your word for it. I saw Dumbo. Oh, that was. I, I have no attachment to Dumbo whatsoever. That, uh, Dumbo. Well, was that like, should tell you something right there. Like, I don't care about Dumbo, but Dumbo I, I was like one Lion of my King, favorite so cartoons just because I thought it was just a. It's it's an interesting. It was an interesting story. Just this elephant that can fly. I mean, it was. It's Cir- a, circuses make me sad. Yeah, circuses. I don't like circuses. Uh, but yeah, it was a. If you want to be sad, play Porta Nigra. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 the circus bad. of board games. It is very bad. And it'll I'm make de- you sad and I'm you'll feel de- bad. I'm derailed by what I was gonna say. I can't even remember. John Favreau, the guy who directed oh, Lion yeah. King, is he, the guy that's directing the Star Wars uh, The Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Yes. I like him as a director. Well, technically, Lion King is a well made movie. The Jungle Book, he also did that live remake. No, did he? It was very good. That one was very good to me for some reason. He also did the original Iron Man. Oh, I watched that one. That's he, the one Marvel one I watched. Very good. That was very nice. He, I like the the thing in the guy's chest. Yes. The pacemaker. <laughs> what is that called? I don't know. I forget. Once upon a time I knew, but I've... It reminded I've me... I've had a few it too many Jamesons me of, of, of in my lifetime. Robocop. Uh, it's the uh, arc something yes that <laughs> sounded right okay so anyway i like that it's what? integral to the story arc yes so he gets this arc yes. and then when it gets into his heart oh he's exactly he's good and exactly. it's like a deep inward there's dies at the very end of what he didn't die spoiler alert avengers what? endgame he dies huh what and that's been it for this episode i'm gavi this is jerry thanks for listening follow Write us, us on emails. instagram on the IG. No, give us emails. No emails. I need don't email us. affirmation. Please don't email us. I need affirmation. Daily. Do you love us? I need daily affirmations. This is good. All right. Jerry is talking about his Jameson and cut. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Board Game Snobs. Stay classy.